as a kid, my first foray or maybe my first um, exposure to body horror is a genre. Um, well, okay. <laughs> it's complicated. Nobody asked the question, but I'm going to give you the answer. And unfortunately for you, the answer is going to be complicated. Um, traditionally, I think it could be said, uh, a lot of people's first uh, exposure to body horror as a genre would be just the, the ubiquitous nature of Frankenstein's monster. Don't hurt me. I said it right. Um, just because, like, you know, you go over Halloween and it's like, what are you? Oh, I'm Wolfman. Cool. What are you? Well, I'm a Dalmatian. I think I was a Dalmatian for like three years as a kid. No, was I? Or was I Wishbone the dog? That's not body horror. It doesn't matter. Um, what are you? Frankenstein. The monster. Um, cool. And then you think about it. I didn't realize until like last year that Frankenstein was body horror. Um, but you know what? Here we are. And it is. Technically, it is. Um, you know, I think also another pretty common exposure um, to body horror, I would say, um, that I also didn't realize was body horror until <laughs> recently, was um, the Invader Zim episode where he steals all those other people's organs and replaces them with inanimate objects, which I guess an organ is just an animate object, and uh, eats them. I, I, for some reason, they never clicked as weird in my brain. I, I think that uh, explains a lot of my writing and also none of it at all, because I am not as successful as Invader Zim, nor will I ever be. Or Frankenstein, for the matter. The book, not the monster. Okay, I got that one right. Um, you know, but uh, it, 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 my first remembered exposure to body horror was I saw the scene from, I believe, Naked Blood was the name of the movie. It was just kind of on YouTube. Oh, this movie's as old as me. Cool. Uh, the scene from Naked Blood, which is a splatter film from Japan, um, in which a woman uh, cuts off her own nipple and just kind of... I don't even eat pepperoni, but she was, like, having a whole pepperoni explosion time with it. She was having a great time. Or was she? I don't really remember. I don't want to ever see that scene again. So we'll never know. I'll probably watch it tonight. Anyway, but my first true exposure to body horror, for me, like actually, outside of a genre, you know, maybe it should have been uh, Naked Blood. Um, which, notably, you know, maybe it was shown in a video, it depends on the age we're talking here. Um, you know, other other potential exposures to body horror I probably should have had first. Um, you know, just, uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man. Maybe. I've been meaning to watch it for, like, a fucking million years. Still haven't. Um, you know, just, I did, uh, but my first experience of body horror wasn't actually a film or a television show or even a book. You know, or a song. I bet they, they do have body horror songs. Fucking half of Mother Mother's fucking discography. No, but my first exposure to body horror um, was my own body going through puberty. Uh, so I don't know if it makes me late to the body horror game, tragically early to the body horror game. I know I'm not supposed to say it in the way, but I'm going to because I have this very clear memory of when I first started... Um, doing the, the stuff, you know, getting it done, as it were, you know, even, well, it was done to me, I, the puberty happened at me, I didn't ask for this, um, I remember looking in the mirror, in the bathroom mirror, and I was like, holy shit, my sternum's collapsing, what was happening is called developing boobs, 
But um, I really thought that I had, like, a fully inverted sternum, like, to the extent where it would just, again, body horror, pierce through my skull, uh, not skull, sorry, what's the thing in the back of you? Spine? Somehow? And I was like, yep, it's happening. I better say goodbye to my family now, because fucking my sternum's going through my spine, and I feel like I can't live through that. I feel like you really, once the sternum has gone out the back of your body... That's a tough one to recover from. So anyway, hi, my name is Mickey Soro, and this is my podcast, What's Mine is Ours, spelled H-O-U-R-S, because for about an hour, I'm just gonna, like, not understand body horror, and I'm gonna do it right in your fucking face, except for not, not fully, totally, really, because, like, you can't see me. I do exist when you can't see me, unfortunately, as much as I love that song, and want that song to, 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 to... And ironically, as a failed voice actor slash currently failing podcaster, um, ironically, I, I, I would love that song to be my theme. I don't exist when you don't see me. It's a great song. Anyway, um, so I, yeah, it's been a while since I posted an episode, um, and I, um, yeah, I, so, so I, not, <laughs> You probably can't tell. Not a lot of thought goes into these episodes, whether it's planning the the, the topic, if you could even say topic, um, which I feel like sometimes you really can't, and it's okay too. Um, you know, the the only criteria is that it has to be about an hour. That's my whole thing. I feel like most podcasts clock in at about an hour minimum, um, depending on the topic at hand, and I'm not somebody that, I'm not doing a show that's, like, fully researched or realized or even a show, so there's kind of no standards that I necessarily really need to hold myself to, which is great on my end and sucks on your end, and I, you know, I, I would apologize for it, but why? Everyone already thinks I'm Canadian. I'm from Massachusetts. I feel like if I apologize for that, then, like, it's just gonna make more of an issue for, for every. it's gonna confuse everybody even more. I don't want that, and you don't want that either. But, so, a topic that I, I figured that I would do, um, just to get a little bit more visibility out there, um, is binding. A topic that's quite literally near and dear to my heart. I'm sure I'm not the first person to ever make that joke, because ha 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 ha, binding is on your chest. You might think that I'm talking about book binding. I love you so much, but you're a fucking idiot. If you heard me say binding and you're like, oh, this guy, this fucking loudmouth, he binds books. Because I don't mean to stereotype the wonderful bookmakers of this world, it's just that, like, I I worked in a museum gift store for, I believe, four years. I'm not sure I'm legally allowed to ever step foot in a museum or a bookstore ever again, after what a fucking shithead I was during the time. But, the cool thing was, during the time, I owned a binder. And they, they, they worked out pretty good for me, I think. So, uh, but there, I've had some experiences that did not necessarily work out as good. Um, and I think that there's a lot of comedy in it. I'm hoping, I'm, I'm praying, my fingers are crossed. Not all of them. Now all of them, you can't see it, but it's okay, either way. Um, but um, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, if there's no reason to tell the joke, like there's never any reason to be like, do you guys want to know what I did to my boobs? And people are like, no, I no. That's actually the least interesting part about you. Turn around, show me that ace. It's like, all right, fuck you, dude. Um, but, you know, I, I think I, I, I like the idea, not to overblow how important this is, because literally, no, it's not. Have you heard the other episodes? Literally, no, it's not. But I like the idea of spreading awareness, or at least having a, a teeny, tiny, teeny little part of a conversation 
um, and doing it through a medium of comedy, where it's like, people can live in me, they can also live with me, but at least we're all kind of engaging with, like, baseline, we're all, in this episode specifically, baseline, we're all engaging with the, the fact that binding exists. No, not book binding, we've been over that. Um, I had a similar episode a million years ago, uh, where I talked about menstruation, um, perioding, if you will, and it was on period, and I, you know, it, but was it? Because clearly I can't finish a single fucking sentence. That's just the way that I talk. Maybe one, do, one day I'll do an episode explaining that. Probably not, because honestly, where would I start? But, um, you know, I, I kind of like the idea of, like, there are some things that people just don't talk about, maybe necessarily in the way that I would benefit from them being talked about, not to be fucking selfish, but, you know, well, let's jump into it. I feel like people do treat binding, not, not, I don't, I don't mean, like, people that do the binding. I, I feel like people do treat binding as kind of an all-or-nothing experience, you know what I mean? I feel like it's kind of the stereotype that people hold around binding and everyone who binds, um... One super cool thing that it would that it would be nice to explain to people is that, like, it doesn't really have to be. You know what I mean? It all depends on, like, the, the person in the binder's needs. You know what I mean? Not the binder's needs. I mean, obviously, it has the obvious needs of, like, wash it, you know, replace it if it gets worn out. Um, you don't even have to name it. <laughs> it's very low maintenance. Um, but, like, you know, like, I... I I don't want it. First of all, okay. Who binds? What is binding? I guess I should discuss it. I'm assuming if you're on the, if you, but I, I, I don't have the place to assume, but I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you kind of do already have kind of an idea. Um, this is an adult oriented podcast. I'd really prefer if children and minors did not listen to it, but you know, you, you know what, you know what I mean? I, I have no control over where anybody's data goes, but at the same time, I, I do need to preface this as a very adult-oriented podcast. If you're a child and you're listening to this, go do your homework. I wish I could help you. I was just historically bad at homework in every grade. Um, so, sorry. Um, but anyway, bye. But if you're an adult and you're listening to this, I am assuming that you're also potentially a member of the queer community, maybe specifically a member of the trans community. I'm making a lot of assumptions about who listens to this show. I'm also assuming that anybody listens to this show, which is kind of also controversial in its own right. Um, but I'm assuming you kind of maybe, if you don't bind yourself, maybe you at least know what it is. Binding um, is one of many things that a trans person can do, or a cis person can do, who fucking cares, dude? Um, basically, if they have chestular area, and they're like, I'm not amazingly stoked in this moment about chestular area, then they can do something to flatten it and reduce the appearance. Now, it could be a person of any gender. You could be cis, you could be a man, you could be a woman, you could be trans man, woman, you could be non-binary, agender, anything. Gender fluid, two spirit. You could be, you could be anything. You could not have a label, and you, you could, you could bind. And you also, you don't have to. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of questions online. Um, that where people are like, I'm a cis woman, but I'm a cosplayer, but I want to cosplay Yu-Gi-Oh. Can I wear a binder? And it's like, sure. I, you know what? Didn't know there were a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh cosplayers. Good for you. Never seen it. Don't know if it's accurate to the character or not. Couldn't tell you. Don't really care. Go for it. Um, you know, similarly, if somebody, I'm going to say it wrong and I'm so sorry. If somebody is like a cis guy and they have gyna mastacoma, 
or you know if they're uh, non-binary amoeb have vagina mystacoma and they they still want to reduce the appearance it's totally cool too if somebody is a trans woman they're transitioning or uh is trans feminine transitioning or um you know they're, they're developing the boobs and they're like i'm not super stoked about this change there were others that i wanted or if they're not in a place where it's safe where they can be visibly transitioning absolutely slap a binder on it i support you um other people should fucking too um basically you know it if you're you could be anybody you know what i mean and and um the the unfortunate thing is that binders aren't always for everybody um but like they should be i'm not a seamstress i claim to embroider and i do embroider um but it's one of those things where like the way that i embroider calling it embroidery is kind of already a stretch so i definitely won't claim to know the intricacies and the ins and outs of sewing a binder you know what i mean or or the design of one you know what i mean um so like but i i, I have read people saying they like and it you know it totally makes sense they like you know the way that a binder compresses is is very uncomfortable for them due to like um, sensory concerns or anxiety or something like that. If they have like trauma around being touched in the chest and then they, if they feeling all the time, or if they have like asthma or other lung things going on when I had COVID all fucking three times, I didn't want to fucking wear my binder because my fucking lungs felt like they were going to fucking explode. You know what I mean? Not to compare that to somebody that he's like, forever sensory concerns um because like obviously that's just i had like the tiniest slice of like lung thing going on compared to you know lifelong but i, I can totally understand why people are like it's not accessible for me and um i i think they're and also just like accessibility and clothing in general is something that people really need to discuss if somebody like he's uh is disabled in a way that you know impacts movement getting into a binder might be very very difficult with the way that their limbs move or something like that or you know wearing a binder might be very difficult because of something to do with their spine or their lungs or their ribs like i said um so like it's totally definitely a conversation that needs to be to be had. Uh, accessible binding options binders also there are things that aren't binders that still count as, as binding because they're binding it's a whole thing um, so, and it's, you know, if somebody wants to bind for any amount of time, for any reason, they deserve to have, like, something that's super comfortable for them. For example, a lot of people like trans tape or Katie tape. I think it is KT, like the initials that I just signed with my hands that you couldn't see me do because it's a case. It's okay. Um, like the letters. Um, I call it Katie tape. I don't know who Katie is, but good for them. Thank you for inventing this tape. It's your freaking anesthesiology tape. Um, some people can, it doesn't work for me because I can't say it. For some people, Katie tape, um, is like a godsend. It works amazing for them. But for some people, due to like the size of their breasts or, um, just the, the, the way that it shapes them when it, like, when the binding is occurring, that doesn't work for them personally. Or some people are allergic to the adhesive on it. Or some people like me have used katie tape and are people who are personally riddled with skin conditions which means that when i take the katie tape off i'm taking off skin like there was skin it's not there anymore there's blood there now i could honestly i shouldn't and i'm not going to but if they ever make like a remake of naked blood 
And they're like, we need to not plagiarize. We need to make this its own thing, but a clear reference. What if we have a trans person with skin conditions accidentally rip off their nipple with Katie tape? I'm not saying they tape into me. I'm just saying they're like, hey, man, it's body horror. Um, so, yeah, so they might be an option for some people. might also not be an option for some people. For some people, wearing a sports bra or two sports bras is what works. Um, for some people, they just don't want to bind, and it's fucking cool, too. Nobody should be pressured to do anything that they don't want to do. You know what I mean? People should be able to exist. It's like, not to be not funny for, like, a hot second. I say as if I'm going to be funny for the rest of this podcast, like, the duration of the entire series, um, and also the series up until this point. Um, but, like, people's bodies are their own, and it's something that, again, like, binding near and dear to my heart, that I, I just, I feel the a mighty need <laughs> to quote Invader Zim again. Um, I, I feel a mighty need to let people know, to just say that as much as I possibly can, as somebody whose body hasn't always been their own circumstantially, if you know what I mean. Um, so there's just something that it's like, because the thing is, this is also something that I want to talk about for forever, and I, I could talk about forever, and I'm just not going to because it's not inherently funny, and it's it's a comedy show, and I've promised people it's a comedy podcast, so not to get too serious, but, you know, the trans and non-binary bodies can look like anything, you know what I mean? Agender bodies can look like anything, two-spirit bodies can look like anything. You know, gender fluid bodies can look like anything. Trans men's bodies can look like anything. Trans women's bodies can look like anything. Demi boys and demi girls bodies can look like anything. The list goes on and on, as it should. People deserve to have labels that they feel most comfortable with and connected with. And um, they also deserve to, to know that and have it supported. They, their body, their label isn't contingent on their body shape. Their body is automatically a body that falls under the label that they most identify with, or their labellessness if they don't identify with any labels, they absolutely no matter what. And that doesn't mean that they can't medically transition. That means that, like, totally, you should be able to medically transition if this what feels the best for you. But also, like, you know, you deserve to at least have the solace of, like, it's, it's my body, and it's, you know, if it's the label, because it's my label. And we're not, it's, labels are meant to work for us, not the other way around, you know what I mean? People say that all the time. So, like, they deserve to, to, I feel like those two things are mutually exclusive, and, and people treat them like they are. Like, if people act like acknowledging that trans bodies can look like anything, they act like it automatically means that medically transitioning is invalid. And it's like, no, it is. Trans bodies can look like anything. That includes pre, post, and non-transition bodies. They, those are all different bodies that have had different experiences they can inherently look like literally fucking anything it's not a difficult concept but apparently it is so i just wanted to say that um so and binding right people also the the assumption is that if somebody binds it's like i was saying earlier that it's a forever forever thing and also that it means that they're going to get top surgery or a reduction uh, you know, if you're somebody that binds, first of all, you don't even have to do it any day, every, any day <laughs> or every day. Um, you don't, you don't have to do it every day if it's not what feels best for you. And if people judge you for that, it's fucking stupid. You know, if people are like, you didn't have boobs yesterday, you have boobs today. I personally feel entitled to compensation, if not at least an explanation. 
that's a bad person. I don't know how to tell you that in any other words. If somebody makes that much of a fucking deal about you having fluidity and whether or not you have boobs, uh-oh, issue. Um, problem, that person's a problem. Um, hi, it's them. They're the problem, it's them. I quoted Taylor Swift in my famous shit. Um, also, like, you know, so you don't owe it to anybody to, to bind every single day. If that's what feels most comfortable for you, then you can bind that much. I know, obviously, like, there's safety involved, and I'm going to talk about the safety that I haven't always followed, because <laughs> I figured that's where the comedy comes in. Um, but yeah, you know, and you, you don't even have to bind at all. You can be, like, binary trans guy, never bind. Totally cool. And if people give you shit for it, tell me where they are. I make resin knuckles. Um, they're not as good as Brias, but Brias knuckles are illegal in my state, so I'm not promising results, but I'm promising um, loyalty. That's all I can do. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, if if you're, you know, if you're, people sometimes think that the only way to be non-binary is to have a fleet chest, you know, irregardless of, you know, whatever assigned sex at birth that you have. That's not true. You can, you can want boobs and be non-binary. You can have boobs and be non-binary. You can want no boobs and be non-binary. You can have boobs, but not want them. Not have them, but want them. You can have breast forms. Anybody, anybody, you guys, literally anybody. Um, if I wasted enough of your time with this, I'm sorry, I'm assuming this is stuff that you already know, which is stuff, stuff that, like, I feel like I benefit from hearing, and I, I know I'm not alone in it, so I'm, I'm flashing a peace sign and smiling and letting you know that you're not alone, and I'm sorry, again, you can't see me, it's a podcast, um, it's better this way, um, so anyway, binding, right, duh, obviously, here we go, um, so, you know, there was a lot of talk for all the good shit about binding, right? Let's talk about the bad shit. Um, I really hope Fox News doesn't, like, clip the part of the audio, because what I'm going to say next is very important. All of the bad shit I've experienced from binding has been unintentionally self-inflicted due to having been young and stupid and uninformed and stupid. I am the jackass of binding. We've been over this I wish I was Johnny Knoxville. I'm not. I'm Mickey Soro. I have a name. It's kind of catchy, not as catchy. And I'm not on Jackass. Um, but I am absolutely the Jackass of binding. I have done some of the stupidest fucking things and been like, this is it. This it's the one. This is the technique that's going to really do it for me. And um, what does it do for me? Literally completely different things that I never aced for it to do, but it did them. And I was like, woo, okay, here we go. Um, so, you know, I feel like maybe if, you, if you're listening to the show, like I said earlier, you're, you're probably, you're, you could be trans. So maybe you'll think this is funny. Or maybe you will be like, this guy is the worst. I hate them. And you should. I hate me too. Because here are some things that I've done to my body. Okay, so when I was like super, right after I figured out that actually, in fact, my sternum was not going to pop through my spine, I was like, all right, how do I like soften the effect of this that's happening, right? So I was like, well, you know what? You know what's full coverage? Like just generally, usually the most, I didn't know what crop tops were yet. Um, shirts. Shirts are pretty full coverage. That's a lot of coverage. What if I wore 
more shirts. So I, I tried this thing for a while where I was like trying to wear more layers of shirts. And it didn't read as, like, fleet-chested, it just read as, like, this person's really cold for some reason, but, like, they're all t-shirts, so not on their arms, but the rest of them's cold for some reason. Um, I thought I was killing it. I thought they was really working for me. Um, I hit a lot of shirts, so fucking whatever, pop them all on, I don't care. Um, yeah, I, I try, I, there was definitely a day where I was like, all right, how much can I get away with? I think I put on, like, 20 shirts, and I was like, you know what, this is not... Going, they don't even all match. <laughs> like this is not going to work for me, um, and it didn't work for me. I, I still do enjoy a, a, a good layer. Now that I work, now that I'm an adult and I, I work in a sort of professional, I work in a professional environment, that sort of thing. Um, I love a good layer. You know what I mean? I love a good undershirt under a collared shirt, um, with my stupid fucking khakis. I, I, I love a good layer. You know, I, 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 I enjoy a good sweatshirt. I love sweaters, cardigans. Um, I even love wearing coats. Um, I just really like to not be able to be fully perceived. And my winter coat is camo, which absolutely helps with it. Don't you fucking tell me it doesn't. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the, the shirt thing wasn't working for me. However, the shirt thing did have a, did have a counterpart thing that I was doing at the time that actually I think worked surprisingly well for me, but I was also glad when I was like, I'm kind of over this. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so I, I've been told I don't know how to wear pants. Here's my thing. I know how to wear pants, but I have a body that is very much specifically not considered Dedham, de I'm not Dedham friendly. I fucking do not like the town of Dedham. Um, no offense. Um, Massachusetts. I'm sure there's a Dedham, England, which I, is probably uh, full of turfs, but also full of people that aren't turfs. I really hope. I'm sure there's a Dedham, England. I don't care. Um, so, um, Dedham friendly. Um, historically, I've been considered maybe somebody that shouldn't wear denim. The issue being, also, I sound Canadian, allegedly, apparently, it depends on who you ask, um, which means that, like, I feel like the Canadian tuxedo should be open to me, but apparently it's not because of my body type, and I think that's fucked up. Any body type should be allowed to wear anything. Also, the first time I heard someone reference a Canadian tuxedo, I did mishear it as Comedian Tuxedo. And now forever in my mind, I'm like, well, now I have to fucking wear it because I brand myself as a comedian, even though now as an adult, I know that it's not the words that they were saying, but it doesn't really matter. Um, so anyway, denim, right? It also doesn't help that my mom was like, when my mom was buying my clothes, because I was, you know, obviously still a child, um, I, she, hmm, have you ever seen a mermaid cut dress? Pretty, Right. Have you ever seen the mermaid cut dress? Maybe a wedding dress. I feel like they're usually wedding dresses or prom. And have you ever been like, that's great. Um, I really wish that it was jeans. Like, I, I really could use the dress to be just jeans. Not made of jean, but still a dress. Jean pants. That's what I need. Um, I'm guessing you haven't. Um, the closest you might ever get to that is bell bottoms. And I, I'm not saying that is like a, like a condemnation of your character. I don't know you. I don't know your style. I'm sure it's lovely. Um, the, the closest you should ever get is bell bottoms. My mom, for some reason, when buying me clothes, 
he's a young, like, tween, teen, that sort of thing, like, somehow found jeans that skipped bell bottoms and went straight to mermaid cut. Like, I'm not making that up. Like, they were not boot cut. They were not skinny jeans. Um, they were not low rise. They were also not high rise. Like, they were not high waisted. They were mermaid cut jeans. I do not know how she found those. I don't want to know how she found those. I could go my whole life and never see those again. And also, I don't wear jeans a whole lot. Like I said, I'm a stupid idiot khaki guy. Wearing my khakis all the goddamn time because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a working stiff. Um, I'm kind of a working floppy. I'm a big pushover. You can tell me to do anything and I will. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, but um, I, anytime I put on jeans, I, I get hit with this paranoia of like, okay, but does my body make these look mermaid cut? Because like, I literally didn't know jeans couldn't be until I like was in high school. Um, it was cool. But anyway, so th these, th his, they just didn't fit correct. You know what I mean? I think her issue was like, she wasn't, I'm her first child and she wasn't necessarily ready to deal with a child going through puberty. And then also a child going through puberty and developing a shape that isn't her own shape because I am, um, more curvaceous than my mother on the bottom half. Um, she's got bigger titties though. Um, she won't let me forget it, and I would like to not ever think about that again, honestly. Um, love you, Mom. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I think it was just, like, this whole thing where she, and also, you know, obviously I was in the, the later in life I would go on to develop an eating disorder, and I was already, like, on the face trick there. It was one of those things where it's like, if you get me in a changing room with you, I will cry openly in public i will cry um you don't want to deal with it which makes sense so you go to the savers buy the pants come home and be like these are the pants um see you didn't even have to try them on in public they're yours now and it's like oh great these i got two legs you seem to think i'm a mermaid um so that you know that was but so the issue was they just didn't fit my body type um i'm sure they could be styled too um, as an adult, now I'm supposed to have more awareness of my body type. I choose not to, um, and the words have said the sloth, no thanks, I choose life. Except when it comes to abortion. I choose choice. Um, so, but, yeah, these were just not, I was just not having it. And at the same time, I think I subconsciously noticed that guys tend to wear their pants a little lower. So I was trying to sig my mermaid cut jeans. Um, that's not how they works. Um, so my mom would always yell at me because like my love handles were hanging out, even though I didn't have as much love handles as I do now. Also, it turns out I grew up to have something called hip dips, which also impacts the way denim looks on my body. Um, my mom was uneducated on that because um, I don't know. Neither was I until I went to college and I found out that there was a thing. And I was like, oh, fuck, I have hip dips and saddlebags. And then I proceeded to uh, seek mental help, and uh counselor only made it worse. But anyway, um, whatever. She was trying her best, man. Uh, but um, my mom wasn't. <laughs> so, no, my mom was trying her best, too. Um, maybe I wasn't, because I wasn't wearing the pants correctly. So, you know, she'd always be like, I can see, like, your underwear. And it's like, okay, all right. I mean, how do I fix that? They're pants that don't fit. 
but so um but so the way that i combated this was i got a bunch of little like like uh like dance what's the brand uh like spandex like the little shorts like dancer shorts and i just put them on under my clothes and i was like in my mind i was like nobody will know that these are like lycra everybody's gonna think that these are boxers everyone's gonna be like look at that guy he's got boxers on not that i wanted them to notice my underwear obviously but the i was just like you know this is because you know when like you know is i still i i still wear the i wear men's pants now so um you know when you wear men's pants and you bend over and you, you got a belt on and whatever but you can still kind of see like just a little sliver of like oh they've got underwear on um you know i was just like that's what i'm emulating i'm doing a, a great job of emulating boxers and i wasn't um and so but i was doing a more successful job at that than i was in emulating having a flat chest so i tried a few other things that also just like did not work after i decided that i was like overheating way too much in the uh in the 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 multiple shirts thing because i also as a little kid had very low blood pressure for some unknown reason which led me to pass out a lot especially in the heat which was an issue because i passed out in front of the whole school in third grade was it no it was third grade the third grade was the year i threw up in my math textbook i hate okay the side story i hate um like there was just a period of time in elementary school where i just couldn't catch a break I think first grade, I pissed my pants because uh, I, 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 <laughs> I have a motor skill problem. And I went to school in jeans for like the first time and I couldn't get the, 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 the I was like, teacher, I have to go pee. And she was like, OK, yeah, whatever. And I went to the bathroom and I couldn't get the button undone because I was like a little kid and fucking my hands don't fucking work the way that everybody else's does. So I pissed my pants. And then I just was like, fuck. And well, except I was a little kid, so I was like, golly gee, oh no. Um, and then, but it was kind of the end of the day anyway, so I just went home in piss pants because I didn't want to tell the teacher. And when my mom was like, okay, you have peed on yourself, I was like, no, you know what it is? Actually, it's a funny story. So I was drinking my juice, and then I like squeezed the juice too hard. And um, then I sit in the puddle of the juice. Did I squeeze too hard? And it was like just such a weird thing. I don't know how I don't. Hey, man, I don't know why I did that, but um, I will not be squeezing my juice boxes from now on. And she was like, no, you smell like pee like and it's all like there's no way you could squeeze juice under. You are a fucking moron. <laughs> she didn't say that, but I know that in her head she was like this kid is really trying to pull this one over on me. This is my kid. I went through a C-section for this little motherfucker to sit here and tell me that he sprayed juice under his own ass somehow and sat in it for the rest of the school day. Absolutely not. Unacceptable, actually. And uh, even if she, she didn't say they don't live, but if she if she had, she would have been correct. Um, second grade must have been the year that I pissed at the Memorial Veterans. Oh, God. I paced it so faced into it. I genuinely don't know what holiday it was because it was so fucking hot. And we had to sit my uh, school. He had like, you know, like the circle where the, the buses go through and drop you off in the morning. Um, uh, we had to stand on the sidewalk in that circle and sing a song. And I paced out and they had to put me in a wheelchair and wheel me into the nurse's office. 
Um, and they had to be like, so do you know what just happened? And I was like, no, I got a popsicle though. This is great. You guys going to call my mom? <laughs> Please don't call my mom. And I think third grade was the year that I threw up in my math textbook and then also tried to hide it because I was embarrassed. Um, and, uh, that's why I'm bad at math. I've decided. Um, but anyway, so, uh, where the fuck was I going with it? I'm so sorry. I, oh, right. So, you know, overheating, you know, obviously I, 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 the pacing, because everyone thought I, nobody had seen somebody pace out before. And it was really unfortunate that it had to be me. Cause not only was it like, cause if it was one of the cool kids then I feel like people would have been like, that's okay. We still love you. But when it's like, the weird kid with the unibrow that, like, sits alone and thinks about dragons at recess, then it's like, this fucking guy with his fucking unibrow and his fucking gape tooth is fucking falling all over himself, and I hope he's dead, because people thought I had died, and I was like, listen, I just made a lot of school bully, I just ruined all your careers, but I'm coming back, here I am. First grade was the year I had to apologize to my school bully. Anyway... <laughs> I'd be like, I'm so sorry that I'm an easy target. And then, you know what I did the fucking next year? Fucking paced out and made the whole school think that I had fucking died. And everyone was like, I'm so excited for the unibrowed Greek-American motherfucker to be fucking dead. I don't like his nose. I don't like his voice. I don't like his teeth. He won't lose the right ones for some reason. I don't want to look at the front ones anymore. I was a bad child. Um, and I'm a bad adult, but anyway, in between being a bad child and a bad adult and trying the bad thing with the shirts that didn't work, I was like, well, what if I just layer like a lot of sports bras? And they kind of worked a little bit, sort of, until one day early in high school, I think somebody kind of looked down my shirt because I was trying a V-neck thing, I think, which I'm still not sure where I fall on V-necks. Um, I like them, but I'm also... For some reason, and I, I've never even watched a Shane Dawson video, just like videos of people critiquing Shane Dawson, because holy shit, does that man deserve it? I mean, like, he he's fucked a kid. He he's maybe fucked a kid. Um, so like, yeah, which is rape in both of those instances. So yeah, fair game to criticize. I'm just deeply, deeply afraid that we're gonna lump v-necks in with Shane Dawson. I feel like I associate them with him for some reason. And so anytime I wear a v-neck, I'm like, am I, have I fucked a kid? Absolutely not. I would never. But like when I go out in public and I have a v-neck on and I pretend to be funny, um, is it, are people going to be like, oh, this guy fucks kids. Oh, absolutely. Shane Dawson 2.0 over here. Um, that's my big fear. So I don't wear a whole lot of V-necks, um, but I was at the time. So um, wearing a V-neck, obviously not raping a kid. Um, but um, so I, I think I was wearing a V-neck and somebody like kind of looked down, not in a creepy way. Someone was like, oh, girl, what's up? I love your makeup. Oh, you really want them pushed up, don't you? Because, you know, when you're wearing a V-neck, but you have like a binder or a bra underneath and it's like, whoops, just a little peekaboo. Got to pick that up. I was like, no, I want them to be flat. And she was like, oh, they could also do that. And I was like, okay, I, hmm, sensing like a veiled criticism of my, like, of my technique in there. I feel like it's for my own good, and you're being as nice about this as possible. Maybe I'm being the asshole right now. Maybe the multiple bras thing is not gonna 
not going to work for me. Um, I did in high school end up with a binder from one of the trans guys in my school. He gave it to me because he was going to have 12 surgery, uh, which was super cool. I super uh, fucking appreciate that from him. My parents did take it, I believe, burned it or threw it away or something. It's okay. It's in the piece. Um, it was one of the ones that goes all the way down. Um, not, I, I don't wear those anymore. I will say it's somebody that he has worn both. Personally, I'm more comfortable. If you're, if you're coming to this podcast for honest advice, which please don't, have you heard anything else that I've said? But if you're coming to this podcast for honest advice, I will say I personally prefer the, the Havesies ones where it's just your chest, not your belly. Um, to the full compression one. I feel like the full compression one, for me personally, did ride up more. Um, so I didn't really like it. And then also, as somebody with a belly button piercing, I I wouldn't put a full compression one on now just because of that. I feel like they would probably hurt. Um, so I I like the Hapsies ones. It's also binders are fucking warm. Like there's going to be sweating occurring. You know what I mean? And I'm saying that as somebody, it was snowing this morning. I live in Massachusetts. You know what? I'm still going to sit in my binder and sweat. I could go outside and, you know, still be sweating in my binder. Um, I think I might also be mildly anxious and that's why I'm sweating all the time with anxiety, but uh, I'm going to blame the binder. So, um, yeah, but, you know, literally cutting the binder in half, like, Half the binder, half the sweat, right? That's the way that it's probably supposed to work. Anyway, so that's just my... But also, like, if full body works for you, hell fucking yeah, dude. Whatever you gotta do. Whatever works best for you, man. Um, so there was... There was... There was... Uh, there was pretty cool. After the binder, um, you know, uh, left my, um, owning... My ownage? No, ownage is what people do to me on the internet. I get pwned and owned. But after that binder left my um, you know, vicinity, uh, I think I did try, which I wasn't supposed to, but I think I did try briefly medical tape, which is not Katie tape. Um, it obviously didn't work. Medical tape doesn't stick to the skin in the same way. And I was being a stupid moron. I did also try ace bandages, and it is true what they say on the internet, because literally this is how ace bandages work, um, they constrict. <laughs> I was like, I like saw that online, and I was like, yeah, but like, how much breathing do I really do? Because the issue with ace bandages is that when you breathe in, you know, your rib cage expands and your chest and belly expand, and then you, you breathe out and everything gets little again, right? It's breathing. Um, you know, and I, I, I saw that, and I mean, every time the, that there's movement, the ace bandage constricts, because it's supposed to, like, hold something in place. Um, it's not supposed to be used on areas of your chest that, or areas of your body that are maybe involved in things like breathing, where things may expand and contract, because it makes the ace bandage contract and gets tighter every time. I read that, and I was like, but it's, like, weird, um, and probably an urban legend. Um, and probably not going to happen to me because like how much breathing do am I doing? Meanwhile, naturally, of course, um, I played tenor in Barry Six all through uh, middle school and high school, uh, which are woodwind instruments. They require some breathing. Barry Six especially requires some breathing. Also, every single one of my saxophones that I ever played was broken in some way, which required extra breathing to get the notes out. <laughs> So, uh, that didn't work for me. They one didn't last long. 
Um, I think the method that I tried, they would lace the shortest, which is actually the method that inspired me to make this episode. Okay. Let me know if you can, like, understand the vision that I hated. Because I don't. But at the time, I was like, this is... This is a godsend. I'm a godsend. You know, there's there's classical artists. There's literature that like people will study for generations. And then there's what I'm doing. And um, it's up there. It's gonna be one of those things. And then it, it wasn't any of those things. I think this was middle school, because I, I distinctly remember being in the middle school locker room when it all when it all went to shit. Um, as it should have. So I, you know, tights, right? People nylons, people don't really wear those so much anymore. I think that in college uh, because of the way I dressed a little bit for my job until I was like, this is like aging me up 60 years. Um, I, I was single-handedly keeping nylons in business. Um, we had a lot of tights laying around the house as kids uh, when I was growing up because we tried dance. We tried dance way longer than we should have tried dance. My siblings were fine. I was a clown and I'm still a clown. Um, and I still can't dance. But we had the tights for it. So, um, you know, we just hit also Easter. There was a huge thing. Like, my family does Easter on the wrong day. We're They're Greek Orthodox. So, like, you know, we do Easter after what they call American Easter. But I think is really just Easter for literally every other country where any any amount of the population celebrates Easter um, other than Greece. Um, so it's kind of like when people are like Fahrenheit versus Celsius. And it's like, okay, you got to realize we're the only people doing Fahrenheit, right? Like, you got to realize it's called Greek Easter because we're literally the only people doing this right now, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, so, but Easter tights, they was a big thing. We all had to have matching dresses and matching tights, um, it, which was weird because we were all very distinctly different looking people, and we still are. Um, so, like, nobody was getting the triplet effect. We were all born at different times. We were all born in different years. We all look different. My sister's blonde, kind of. Um, I had a fucking gape tooth thing going on, still do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, yeah, we had, we had a surplus of tights, a lot of tights. Um, and so, battery savers on, cool, thanks. So, um, you know, it was just, uh, I took some tights, right? And I was like, they're elastic, they'll stretch. So I like put put held one on one side and I, I like pulled it around my chest and I pulled them as tight as they could go. I like had both legs in one hand, pulling both legs across my chest just as tight as they can go, right? And so then I made the grave error of I secured it with the giant fucking safety pin. And I was like, it's a safety pin, okay? It has to be safe. It's in the name. Meanwhile, I think, honestly, it was a very bold move for me as a child that's afraid of needles. Um, because the safety pin to me is like a needle that's like kind of in a cage a little bit, but it's like, yeah, I could come out at any moment. And it sure did. So I, I wore it to school, a little slippery, a little slippity slidey, you know, kind of rolling down my chest. I'm like, all right, fucking whatever, trying to pull it back up. And hey, what's up? How are you doing? How was the math test? Yeah, it was great for me. Yeah, really good. This is the this is the style now to grab your shirt like this. Doesn't matter style of shirt. This is just what's in. Um, you know, I was um, a monster and I still am. And so, um, but then it, it, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the, the locker room for gym. And I get, like, this stabbing pain in my boob. 
And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> well, there's only one thing they could be stabbing me. So I have to go behind the curtain because we didn't have like stall doors. And I sure as hell not doing this in front of anybody. So I go into the stall and I go behind the curtain. I close the curtain and I look, I take off my shirt and I look down and the safety pin is, and I uh, like almost all the way through my boob because it was a big fucking safety pin. And I am an A cup as an adult. Thank fucking God. Um, so like, you know, if we're talking, there's not a lot of mileage for the pin to go and say it's going through all of it. So <laughs> I hate to like, so this is an absolutely worst nightmare, right? Because it's basically a needle. It's in my boob and like, I'm in gym class and like, there's other kids out there that's like, eh, why does that name have to change behind the thing? We're all the girls here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah. It's so we're not all girls here. Also. Do you have a safety pin in your boob? Do you want to experience this? I feel like it would be cruel of me to do what I'm about to do in front of all of you. Um, because it's a small town. And when I go to, like, you know, the, the like, 10-year high school graduation reunion thing that I have to go to, people are going to be like, oh, cool. Emmanuel, nice. Uh, the, the hospice care. Yeah. All right, cool. Driving a used Subaru. We expected nothing more. Hey, remember when you hit a full safety pin up inside your breast? Um, so that's why I didn't do that in front of anybody. I was protecting my future. And I was also trying not to scream. So I just had to, like, just bite my lip and just yank it out. And it bled a little bit. Um, and it was, it was absolutely the worst. And I was just like, you know what? No boobs. No no safety pins near the boobs anymore. No more tights on the boobs. I will find a different solution. I will never do that again. And true to my word, I have never done that again. One other thing that I will say that I have unfortunately done very, very recently, um, within the past year, two years, um, that I will also never do again. Katie Tape, I said, I love, I feel bad about the fact that it tears my skin off. That's not going to stop me from using it. I don't use it for extended periods of time, and I also don't use it a lot. If I'm, like, doing, so, I have a job where sometimes I work overnight shifts, like, I, I do, like, daytime shift into overnight shift, um, into tomorrow shift. Um, and so if I'm doing something like that, you know, I don't want to, it's wearing my binder for about like over 24 hours. Right. I, so we'll be like, you know, fuck it. We'll pop on a tight sports bra or I'll put on like the Katie tape, um, for as long as I feel like I can. And then maybe, maybe I'll take a little skin off. It's okay. Hey man, it's no skin off my back. It's all skin off my front. Um, so, <laughs> um, I do have a scar from, uh, it's all there. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. I do have a scar from me accidentally uh, popping a blister that the Katie tape caused by tearing it off my chest. I'm trying to be more gentle. I'm going to make this work for me. But also, if I don't, that's okay, too. Everybody's body's different. Um, so, I used to have a job. That, and I'm not proud of this. And this is a cautionary tale. Don't ever do this. I had a job that was, I think, the most body-shaming openly transphobic um but like so there's different ways to be openly transphobic um and i think that this place really exemplified like you know when people say they're not but then they are and it, like and they are in a way where it's like you can't correct them because they're protected under the banner of well we hired you didn't we you're here aren't you 
We could have kicked your ass to the curb the minute we noticed you hit a mullet. But we didn't, did we? How can you say we're transphobic? How can we be the bad guy? Have you seen your hair? Have you seen the scuffed up Converse high tops you wear every single day? Have you seen the horrible jeans that you think are men's cut but look like women's cut on you? We're the best thing that's ever happened to you. So then they, they go and they say terrible, horrible things. Um, so this was the kind of place. I was working for a company for 100 plus hours a week across multiple different job sites because it was a company that owned multiple little job sites. Um, I was everything to everybody. I was a, a CNA without the training. I was like, I was an EMT without the training. Fucking, I was saving people's lives, cooking people's chili, fucking... Uh, doing people's meds. I was, it was the worst thing in the world. Um, it was hell. Um, and I deserved it because one day I, I made the mistake of waking up one weekend day and being like, you know what I might do? I'm, I'm riding on a spare tire. You know what? I, other than the way my stomach looks, I, have put my tire probably rolling over like a like a fucking nail because I always do that for some reason. I'm riding on a spare. Today I will go and buy a new tire. And you know what? You know what other wicked out thing I might do? I might go to the bank and I might even get a check to pay my rent. I might even. I might even do that. I might even go right up to the teller and say, hi, um, I, I'm here to get a cashier's check, please. And they might even say, okay. And they might even let me that happen for me. And I might even get back into my, yeah, shitty used car um, and drive away and be like, oh, what a nice tire I have. And I might even wear a t-shirt and I might not even wear a sweatshirt with it. Because it, it's kind of warm a little bit today. And I, 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 I might go off the rails. I might even wear leggings. Because I do not want to ever see my body in denim literally ever again. And it's my day off. And I don't have to. Because I know in this workplace that if I claim to be something other than a woman, and I ask to be referred to as something other than a woman, I have to present myself as full, stereotypically binary trans man. Or else I lose my employment. I will be shunned. People will touch and squeeze areas of my body that I'm not comfortable with having touched and squeezed. People will touch my genitals through the denim that I don't even want to be wearing in the first place. I know that all these things are possible, but not today. Because today I'm going to get my tire fixed. Today I'm going to put a nice new tire, a nice new used tire, on my shitty Jeep Cherokee. And then I'm going to go get a rent check for my shitty apartment in just fuckiest Massachusetts. And I might even wear leggings while doing it. And you know what? I've been wearing my binder a lot. And um, I, I just, you know, I think I need a break. Just a little bit. And it doesn't matter. Because all I'm doing today, like I said, getting a tire, getting my rent check, Maybe going through the donkey's drive-thru. That's it. Might smoke some weed. Might sing a little song. Will not see anybody. Will not be under the pressures I am in this abusive workplace. Just gonna live my life. And then, of course, fucking, I'm in the process of buying the tire. Right? And I get the call from my job. And they're like, literally, you need to be here yesterday. 
And I'm like, well, okay, uh, excuse me, Mrs. Bless Lady, but, like, I was there yesterday. I didn't say that. I should have. But they're like, nope, we can't call anybody else. It has to be you. And I was like, why? For what fucking reason, dude? Well, it turns out, um, obviously, when they have one person that's medication certified, um, why even get two? Why even have another person that can give meds? In the state of Massachusetts, there's a certification to give medication um, in certain circumstances. I happen to have that certification, um, and I had it at that time as well. Um, not everybody working for the company did. Uh, they said they required it. They lied? It's okay. Sometimes they do that. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm, just, I'm trying to get a tire. We'll be there as soon as I can. So I'm sitting there and waiting for them to return my car. I get another call and they're like, so, okay, we're located like close to Boston. And I know you're like in Brockton right now, but I don't understand how I called you 15 minutes ago and you're like not here yet. And I was like, well, it's because I'm getting a tire put on my car. And they're like, I feel like you really should have taken care of that before now. And it's like, I would have, but I was working um so i was like okay okay fine 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 fine. so you know i i i um i tell them to stop it hold the tire for me we'll come back another day i didn't come back for a fucking month because i was fucking overworking myself um so i get in the car and i'm like i should probably stop at home and change i should probably stop at the bank i did stop in the bank and then i was like you know i was like because i drive through the town i live in to get to where i was working at the time so i was like i think i have time to stop at home and change my clothes because I'm wearing like I don't have a bra on and like they, there's nothing wrong with it but I do not want the comments from these men that I work with because I know I know they will say something I have my ears fully out I'm wearing leggings so it's all ace and thighs and I, I'm not wearing a binder or a bra and I know that somebody's gonna say some hick fucking shit and I don't want to deal with it. So, of course, as soon as I'm on my way home, I'm about to take the turn onto the street that connects to my street. I get the call and they're like, so how are you still not here? Like, literally, where are you? Keep in mind, Brockton, Massachusetts, it's kind of in the south of the state. Um, like, it's not quite Fall River, but like, it's, you know, more south than, say, the suburbs of Boston, you know, or conjoining cities to Boston. You know what I mean? Um, so that's me sucking on my teeth and thought, I don't know why I needed to think about it. I, I know geography a little, um, and biology for anybody that's wondering, um, because I know the fact that I'm not binary makes people wonder and it really shouldn't. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm driving. I'm, fuck it. I won't stop at home. Fine. I'll just go. So I just go. Right, I'm just going. I think I needed to stop for gas. I'm sure they got mad at me for needing to put gas in the car to get from one point to the other. You know what else would have really helped? A working tire. But yeah, who am I to judge? Who, who am I to even say that, really? But anyway, so I'm going there, right? I get there, and I feel so exposed. Because my, my titties are flipping. I got flipping fucking titties. And this is, keep in mind, a, a, an establishment where people have already, among many things, tried to squeeze my genitals to tell me that I do, in fact, have a vagina. I know I have a vagina. Somebody, while I was seated, rolled towards me in their wheelchair and tried to squeeze my vagina and tell me that I have a vagina, and that means that I can't be a part of the LGBTQ community, because they saw that I had a queer sticker on my water bottle. 
all of it is incorrect, um, but that's something that happened. This is also a place where I had been asked if I had had a BBL openly in front of clients and other staff members. My answer was no. That answer was lifted. Okay? This is the kind of place we're talking about here. Um, this is also a place where I was called a Satan worshiper for having short hair. But the person that said that to me actually had shorter hair than me and was a devout Christian. And I was like, Marie, is there something you want to tell me? Because, like, I can keep your secret. It's between you, me, and the devil, baby. You just, you just let me know. Um, so, like, this is, I was also told that I disrespect women because I hide my natural curves, which are abundant and plentiful, apparently. And I hate shorter hair at the time. I feel like I have done more disrespectful things towards women, such as accidentally looking like one and just kind of dragging the whole cause down for them. I'm sorry, ladies. Um, I'm a feminist. I'm just also a sick of shit and a sick of curves and a walking vagina, apparently. But anyway, um, so there was a lot of a lot of shit that had already happened. I was like, I'm not letting this happen to me. I am absolutely not letting this happen to me. If I, I didn't have boobs yesterday because I had my binder on. If I walk through this door and one single person is like, you grew boobs, I'm going to commit suicide. Like, I'm going to go full Neil Breen. I can't believe you committed suicide. Shoot myself next to my car, even though that was his wife doing it to the character. But it's who cares? It's Neil Breen. Um, like, I cannot handle, I don't know what I, because how do you respond to that? You know, you would think as a 26-year-old non-binary person, um, that fluctuates from wearing a binder, not wearing a bra, that sort of thing, you would think that I would have, like, a witty comeback. Also, specifically as somebody that brands themselves as a comedian, you would think that I have a witty comeback. I don't. If somebody says, you don't have, you didn't have poops yesterday, but you do today, well, I, I, like, I think I would just come out to them. I'd be like, yeah, so I'm gender fluid, and it's like this whole thing, and I'm really sorry, and there's books you can read, and I'll also send you some resources. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't look. Because um, I'm not as funny as I think I am. I'm not as smart as I think I am. And I am a big fucking idiot. So I was like, fuck it. I'm not letting this shit happen. I'm not, I'm already got my ace exposed because I'm wearing leggings. I know people are going to be like, well, you're not that skinny. You're actually incredibly curvy. Like a child could slide out of you. I hope you get impregnated soon. These are things that people have said. Um, so, like, so I was like, fuck it. And I grabbed, like, duct tape that was supposed to be used for, like, repairing shit around the house. I just went into the downstairs bathroom, fucking duct taped my boobs to my side. And I just went back upstairs and I was like, okay, I'm here. Who needs medication? Apparently I'm the only fucking person in the state who can pop it, so. All right, DC Clomine? Who wants it? Um, also, side note on DC Clomine, um, I pronounced it incorrectly. I read it wrong when I first started administering medication, and I, I called it diclomine, because I, I, not even in, like, a, like, that kind of way, but, of course, it was fucking Marie, the horrible fucking nurse that worked there, and she was terrible. I had to be a nurse because she wouldn't be, and she was like, don't you ever call me that again, because she thought I was calling her, like, you know, like, the D-slur, she thought I was calling her a lesbian, and I was like, I am referring to a medication that somebody here needs at this time. Is it my fault? So when they give you the training, they don't teach you the comprehensive, like, do you know how many fucking medications there are? The training is a day. The training is like six hours. And then you take a test, you take two tests, and then you're off. You know what I mean? You can give any medication to anybody in the state. The thing is, though, 
they don't teach you how to pronounce the medication. If you say it wrong, it's on you. It's not on them. I said it wrong, but I didn't mean that he's like a lesbophobic attack. Also, she was homophobic anyway. So it's not like I was being, you know, I wasn't being intentionally or unintentionally insulting to her lesbian identity. I, she was offended that I thought that she was offended that my mispronunciation communicated to her somehow that I thought she was a lesbian. That place was wild. I hated that place. I have so many stories about that place. But anyway, the moral of that story is don't bind with duct tape. It hurts so fucking bad. Take off. That was the worst. No, 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 no. No, the safety pin was absolutely the worst. It was horrible. <laughs> wow. So we made it to the end. I think I really hope that's all my unsafe binding stories for now, at least. I'm trying to do better. I am doing. Excuse me. I am doing better. I think I am. Oh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, okay. One more story. Um, so if you're on TikTok, you probably know me from TikTok, honestly. Um, I, uh, they, they, I've been getting these ads for a binder brand called For Them. And um, their advertisements, I like their aesthetic. I like the colors. I know that having colorful binders is controversial. Um, I'm somebody that likes colorful anything. So I'm down for that, but I can also, I think there also is room for people to like, um, you know, like the, 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 the shit should be for everybody. You know what I mean? Like there, there are people they want and need binders that are like white so they can wear them under a white, oh, like a white t-shirt. Right. And people won't notice or bleak so that they can wear it under a bleak t-shirt. And the, the, if the thing shows a little bit, it's not the end of the world or skin tone. Um, so it, it just blends in with your skin, that sort of thing. Absolutely. It's totally something that people want, need, deserve. It should exist. It should be out there. Um, also colorful minders, I just think are cool. There's a brand on Etsy. I believe their name is Shapeshifters. Um, they made the like, holographic binders, which I also, oh, I'm sorry, which I also think is super cool. Because, like, if it's a way to express your pride to have a colorful binder and that sort of thing, or even if it's just something fun. Like, uh, is it Shapeshifters? Let me look that up for you. Shapeshifters Binder. Uh, am I wrong? Okay, wait, what the hell was the name of them? Binder. Holographic. Isn't that Sully one anymore? No not like that like a chest binder dude you know what i mean you know i it's gotta be somewhere i they're they're around they're really cool um so like yeah it should be an option too i like the colorful ones and i i i, I do wear a one that fits my skin tone but um i also think that the colorful ones look cool and the one that i bought from i bought one from for them to try it out because like people were rightfully critiquing that their their advertisement really only shows like very very skinny people wearing it um the people they uh, presumably also have incredibly small breasts and are you know and obviously those people totally do deserve like um to be able to bind and feel comfortable in their bodies but it does call into question if it's the only model you're using what are you hiding you know what I mean? Where it's like, if it's the only model you're using and the only result that you're willing to showcase, does it mean that your binders don't work for like fat people or mid-sized people or people with like D cups? 
or 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 that sort of thing. So I'm kind of, uh, you know, I'm, well, I've been told I'm definitely not skinny. So I was like, fuck it, you know, and we'll try it. We'll, we'll see if it fits. And uh, it, <laughs> it, the people, the, the the main concern was that it won't bind fleet on people who are larger. Uh, chested or in larger bodies and um i am here to say that it did buy it did bind flit because i bought the wrong size and i forced myself into it and it hurt a lot but i was like it works good enough and um i hate to give it away so it, it just hurt too much so i it, i do know that if you buy the wrong if you buy too small of a size it does bind fleet you know what else it does probably damages your ribs and spine um, so it's about it. It's all the, it's all the, the fucking around and finding out what I've been doing recently is a bit. Um, so yeah, I, I hope this episode was decent. Um, <laughs> I hope it was okay. I hope there were elements of, 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 uh, little, little, like, little nuggets of, like, good intentions and, and good, I don't, I don't even know, just, like, having a conversation, dude, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really do hope... This contributed something to some sort of conversation about visibility or binding in general. I feel like people don't allow us necessarily to have humor about binding. You know what I mean? Like, people get so angry at you if you've ever bound unsafely or if you've ever made a mistake regarding, like, your body type or what works best for your body when it comes to binding. People are like, you're a fucking idiot and you're making us all look bad. It's like, I am a fucking idiot. I make everything associated with me look bad. The fact that, like, it's a learning curve to figure out what style of binding and what frequency of binding and, and that sort of thing works best for you actually has nothing to do with all the ways in which I'm a fucking idiot and I make everything look bad. Um, I understand the pressure to be perfect. But um, I feel like we deserve space to leave at our own experiences when they're as fucking stupid as mine are. Keep in mind, I dug a, what the hell are those called, safety pin out of my boob in the middle school locker room. Okay? So there we go on that. So anyway, um, I, I do hope you enjoy this, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's an episode that I've done and of course as always I, I thank you all so much for listening I, I love you guys a lot I probably should get going it's about 8.30 as I'm recording this in the night and uh, my neighbors don't like me I wonder why um, it couldn't be the fact that I'm a podcaster is it but I, I, I do really appreciate you guys listening to this as always uh, you know you don't need me to tell you but if you do bind bind safely or as safely as you possibly can um, binding is for anybody. Binding might also not be for everybody. Everybody can do it and deserve TV access to it in a way that's most accessible and affordable for them and the best for their body and, and their needs and abilities. But also, like, don't hold people to standards. You know, fucking if you're transmask and you bind and you see somebody who's transmask and doesn't bind, uh, don't be a fucking dick to them about it. Or if you're somebody that, that binds but you see somebody that doesn't identify as transmask and binds, like myself... Don't be like, oh, you're just a closeted trans mask and you'll realize it later because, like, you don't get to dictate somebody's journey. You can be gender fluid and not identify as trans mask combined. Fuck off. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, it's providing the several reaches a larger audience. Um, but, you know, regardless of any audience that this reaches, I love you all. Thank you again so much for listening. Um, I should totally get going. But, um, well, so... Uh, I won't see you next time, and you won't see me next time, because it is an audio medium. Um, and I won't hear you next time, because it is kind of a one-way street. Um, again, audio medium. Um, so, and then, uh, well, I guess there are audio mediums where you can hear people in real time, but this ain't one of them. And, uh, but you will hear from me next time. 
because it's a podcast and they tell me they work. So catch you guys next time. Bye.